Greetings everybody. Today we will be speaking on breaking through inner affliction. How many of us battle with the limitations from the past? How do we throw them off? Will we ever be able to walk free from them? These questions are asked by thousands of people. But there's a glorious answer. And the answer is closer than we expect. Most of us have limitations of some kind, even if it's only a fear of a rejection of some sort. But others can be dealing with far greater limitations that hinder them badly in their walk of life. Where do these limitations come from? They come into our lives through negative experiences from the past. And even things in our previous generations may be involved, like generational curses or soul ties, or even things like lies spoken against us. All such things can build up inside us as strongholds. How do they enter into our lives? One way is through a trauma of a negative moment. Many things, abuse, a shock, loss of a loved one, all sorts of things can cause problems. And people ask, can they even be dealt with or are they just part of us? But I know that God has an answer. And I'd like to share with you how God taught me. I was walking in the mountains when suddenly the Lord said, stop. I stopped. What do you hear? He asked. Water, I replied. Rivers. How many rivers? He asked. I listened. At least four, one from each direction. The Lord said, these are my natural rivers flowing from my natural mountains, bringing life to wherever they flow. But the rivers of living waters that should be flowing through my people are often blocked up by worries, problems and past hurts of this world. I wish to use you to help block some of these past hurts of my people so that my rivers may flow through them as they should. Lord, how do I do that? Where do I start? The Lord said, start in the same way as I started with you. My thoughts went back to the time I spent in Israel. I had a chance to visit Antipatris, where Apostle Paul was kept prisoner on his way to Rome. Of course I wanted to see the dungeon where he was kept prisoner. I stepped down into it, dark, damp and smelly, and there's a slit of a window to the right where a narrow beam of sunlight came through to a fallen pillar on the dirt floor. 
I walked across to the pillar and sat down on it and just sat there watching the dust particles dance in the sunbeam. And I thought, this is likened to the way that Paul must have heard from heaven to write down his epistles to the churches in such in-depth knowledge of God to form part of our Bible today. And not even these thick dungeon walls could stop the living waters from flowing through his life. And I looked up John 37 to 38. If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And I thought on, and this is not speaking about one river, but many rivers. And nobody can stop a river. A river will soon pour round the banks and even break through the dam. What are the rivers in our lives? A ministry can be a river. And a river can have different streams. Like sharing the gospel. Or a church ministry or helps ministry, or intercession, and many other rivers of service. And I looked at my own life and said, Lord, there's not even a tiny drop of water coming through my life. Please, Lord, can you change me? I want rivers of living water to pour out of my life for you. I know God heard that prayer, and he's worked on my life ever since. And there were obstacles obstructing his living waters and my love, life. And these living waters flow from heaven out through us by our ministry to others. And these waters can be blocked or obstructed in some way. One such obstacle for me was I extremely shy, had low self-esteem and fear of rejection. How could God use such a person? But guess what? God has healed me, changed me, and now uses me in an international ministry. And if he can do that for me, he can do it for you. Back to the present. I asked the Lord, I have a question. Lord, how do I counsel people in groups, churches, conferences, sometimes hundreds of people at a time? Because inner healing is usually one to one. And the Lord said, pray with them. Ask them to take me by the hand and take me with them down the tunnel into their past, possibly right back into their mother's womb. And on the way down the tunnel into their memory, they will see the different hurts, problems and obstacles that came into their lives. And they are to imagine these entrances where these problems came in as posters stuck up on the side of the tunnel of their memories. They must show them to me and allow me to remove the posters and give them a hug of love and heal them. They may only be one poster for one and for another maybe many. They need to do the same at each poster, that I may heal them and set them free. So, we will do this later. 
and I've preached on this healing message the Lord gave me many times since then, often leading into prayer for people's physical sicknesses as well, many of whom would receive their healing. After this, the Lord led me into yet another level, where he would send down his manifest presence on people, causing them to fall on their faces, often weeping. And this caused further questions. These of living water. The scripture speaks of many rivers that should be flowing in and out from our lives. What's healing one river and his power another river? Yet another river being his manifest presence. And it appeared to me that the river of his presence comes in his manifest glory because when he comes, his river comes with him. And these times of the Lord manifesting his glory amongst us are very special and can last hours as no one wants to go home. The next question is, when does one pray for the sick when God's manifest presence comes down? And the Lord seemed to say, my child do not go into healing until I complete bringing my people deeper into my presence. You need to put my presence first and wait for my instructions to pray for the sick. The healing anointing is with you always, but my manifest presence is special. And there will be times where I don't want you to pray for the sick until after the meeting is over. And this helped me to understand that his manifest presence was different to his healing anointing and covered both inner healing and physical healing. Anyway, I'd like to look at uh, some scriptures about affliction, pain, distress, because this is what Jesus also died on the cross for. Jesus endured whipping for us because of his great love for us. Jesus endured all manner of rejection, ridicule and all else because of his great love. And then he endured the cross of it because of his great love. So let's start with Isaiah 53, 3 to 4. He was despised of men and acquainted with grief. And he, we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely his borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. This verse tells us something of what Jesus was to go through and why he was to do it. They clearly state that Jesus endured all this for us. It was his love for us that motivated Jesus to suffer in these ways for us. Verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. This speaks of being wounded and bruised. This is physical suffering. Suffering that he endured through his great love for us. That you and I could be healed. What does this say to us? Can we really understand what this is saying? How can suffering bring healing? 
It is highly unpleasant to suffer. Why must we suffer? There's something deeper here. First, we need to know that suffering and sicknesses is one of the curses of the fall of man that gave the devil an opening to bring sin, sickness and death into the world. So the kingdom of God, God darkness brought these three curses into the world. Yet, Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven into the world through his death on the cross. Then we have the first clue. Jesus was a forerunner to conquering sin, sickness and death. How can I say forerunner? Was not Jesus Christ the only one to conquer sin, sickness and death? Yes, but he wants us to do so as well. How? There's only one way. It's through his incredible love. Love is everything and the only thing we need to get victory over every inner pain and conflict within us. I suddenly reminded of two occasions when I arrived back from Africa very sick. One with malaria and the second time with typhoid. Was I angry about it? No. Did it stop me from traveling abroad? No. Why? It was because I saw God's work more important than getting ill. Why? Because I remembered my call from God when he showed me one tiny drop of his immense love mixed with the most terrible sorrow for the peoples of this earth and I burst into tears because I could not bear it. This love of love and sorrow mixed is the foundation of the ministry God get, then gave me. And it spurs me on to share his gospel message with as many people as I can. God's enormous love cannot allow me to stop or give up because I get sick. His love alone enables me to go to any country he sends me and to endure whatever goes with it. His love is greater than the heat or humidity or sickness that one may pick up from a country. Yes, life is more complicated than my little testimony. What about you? I have no idea what you've been through or what you are going through right now. But God does and he's with you right now as you call on his glorious name. Only he can pour out his love so fully in your life that he will bring you to victory. It is a victory in understanding his amazing love that brings you above each pain and suffering to such a level in him that you actually conquer the problems you are facing. I agree it's not easy, but don't give up. Persevere in Christ, in his love, until the victory is yours. Isaiah 53, 10-11 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief, where thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, Shall my righteous servant justify many? 
for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus, through his glorious love, endured all this for you and me, and for many, many more thousands and millions worldwide. He is at hand for you right now as you call on to him in prayer. He's nearer than you think. He's actually only a breath away. He's waiting for you. He wants to bring his victory into your life. He loves you so much. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's Romans 6, 9 to 11. Jesus has conquered sin, sickness and death because Jesus has risen from the dead. And only Jesus has conquered sin, sickness and death. And Jesus has victory over every weapon of the devil that he's ever tried to attack us with. Our victory over it all is in Jesus and him alone. Jesus forgives our sin. Jesus heals our sick body. Jesus sets us free from the attacks of the devil. Jesus alone gives us eternal life. And to get this glorious victory in Christ is greater than all we may have to go through or are going through now to find it. And it is my prayer that you may find your victory above whatever you have gone through in his amazing and heavenly love for you. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11-12 says, Therefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you so much. And if you would like to receive him now as Lord and Saviour and be set free, I'd like to pray with you now. Just pray with me now. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want you to take Jesus by the hand so that he can set you free from any problems that have been plaguing you. If you want to be set free, take him by the hand now, lead him down into your past, that tunnel of the history of your life. Right back to your childhood, maybe into your mother's womb. And on the way, 
where these problems came in, unforgiveness, they forgive that person or people that hurt you. Just say, Lord, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. They'd show him that poster and let him tear it up, taking that sting and that hurt and that revenge and that hatred and that anger, whatever came in through those people hurting you. Let Jesus tear it up, taking that sting away and then allow his loving arms around you, healing you, setting you free. And then take him on to the next poster. Maybe it's an abuse or fear of rejection or trauma or an accident or something nasty that happened or a death of a loved one or many things. Give these posters to Jesus one by one. Let him tear it up. The sting will be gone for the rest of your life in eternity. The memory will be there without any hurt whatsoever. Just receive the loving arms of Jesus around you. Receive his love. Now others of you may be struggling with demonic attack or witchcraft curse. We command those curses, bow the knee and leave this person now in Jesus' name. Rejection, I command you, bow the knee and leave in the name of Jesus. Anger, get out right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of revenge, I command you, bow the knee and leave this person right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of corruption, I command you, bow the knee and leave that person right now in Jesus' name. And never come back in Jesus' name. There are many others that I have not mentioned. Now we pray for sickness. We command sickness, leave in Jesus' name. Name that sickness. Say, I tell you, sickness, name it. You bow the knee and leave my life right now in Jesus' name. Pray that. I speak to your body and say, body, be kneeled, healed in Jesus' name. Now I want you to pray to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, please place your spiritual hand over my hand. Now lay your hand over you, that sickness or pain. And I will be healed in Jesus' name. Receive that measure of healing through the hand of Jesus upon your hand. Remembering that Jesus is omnipresent everywhere at once in this victory Jesus won on the cross and he's right there with you. 
in your home right now. You can't see him, but he is there. You may sense his presence. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be set free in Jesus' name. A few things you need to do still. Pray every day, get to know the Lord on a personal level. Listen for his voice and obey him when he speaks. Buy yourself a Bible and read it every day. It will train you in truth and righteousness. Find yourself a Bible-believing church where you can grow in your faith and get baptized in water to confirm your decision today in a practical way. And tell others what you have done. Remember, it's all because of God's love. And through his love, he's treated you with grace and forgiveness and he's given you eternal life if you have received him tonight. If you need any other teaching, go on my website, Suzanne's Ministries. .co.uk You can download it free of charge or listen to the talks or watch on YouTube. And I'm sure our pastor will give you his phone number as I hand back to him. God bless you and I will now hand back to our host.